Do you like to be the first name of your sex tape? Well, if you like to be the first to listen to podcasts, you might want to check out our Patreon because now we're offering a brand new membership tier called Name of Your Sex Tape. I couldn't help it, guys. I'm sorry. For five pounds a month, you'll get an ad-free version of our weekly episode on a Tuesday, a full day earlier than its usual release. So you can be the very first to talk about how funny our guest was, how quickly you cracked the case, or how badly I answered a question. Plus, you'll get all the benefits of our regular tier, including our live Zoom records, a special shout out on the podcast, and if you really like to hear us talk, we've got an entire back catalog of extra content. Check it out on patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Fancy coming along to see Drunk Women Solving Crime live? Ooh, yes please. Why not join us for our monthly London residency at the marvellous Museum of Comedy? We've got monthly shows through to June. Plus, every show is a double header, so you get to see us record not one, but two episodes with two fantastic guests. You can find tickets on our website, drunkwomensolvingcrime.com. Shows are selling out fast, so be quick. Noise. Noise. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Guys, guess what? What? We've booked a live show. We've booked a Christmas show. It's on the 2nd of December at the Clapham Grand in London. Oh Yay! my God. We're going to see each other's faces. We're going to see each other's bodies and so on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just genuinely deliriously happy that we're going to see each other in the flesh. And hopefully we're going to see some of you as well. So tickets you can get from ClaphamGrand.com. If you're not in London, then you can also buy tickets to watch on the stream. Yeah, so anywhere in the world, it will be at seven o'clock UK time. So whatever time that is in your country, it will be streaming live. And there's two shows. We're doing two shows. So it's going to be two hours of entertainment. Two fantastic guests. The second show will be a lot drunker than the first. So (laughs) wherever you are in the world, it's okay to get drunk because it will be drinking time in London. Join us, please. Also, because of COVID, it is now a requirement that you have to buy two tickets at a time. Now, if you're like me and you like to go to shit alone, don't worry. We can hook you up with another person that's going on their own, pair you up, make sure that your personalities match. We'll do a full psych profile and we'll get you together. How's that sound? Do you know what? That sounds perfect. If you're like Taylor and your husband will no longer go to things with you, that's Clapham Ground, 2nd of December. Buy tickets online. Come to the live stream. It's going to be so much fun. Christmas show. Christmas show. Christmas show. Longest ad ever. (laughs) Tickets you can get from Crapham Gland. Don't say that. The Crapham Gland. Our new sponsor. Drunk Women Solving Crime. My name's Hannah George and I'm a screenwriter. I'm joined by author and comedian Katie Wilkins. Hello. 
and writer-comedian Taylor Glenn. Hello! This is where absinthe meets arson, Negroni meets necrophilia, and Grand Marnier meets Grand Theft Auto. It's a true crime podcast with a twist of lime. Coming up on Drunk Women Solving Crime. That's their only That's job. literally <laughs> their job. Fucking chickens and shouting in the mornings. Yeah. <laughs> I'm desperately trying to think if an elderly person has ever wronged me. Katie, I have to say a lot more work goes into bacon than you just suggested. There are a few more steps. Pigs are as clever as a three-year-old human. Or a 28-year-old man. (laughs) Now it's time for Drunk Women Solving Crime. Hello and welcome to Drunk Women Solving Crime. We're still recording remotely. We've still got a terrible government and we're still drunk. So today <laughs> we are joined, it's been months, uh, we are joined by comedian, writer and poet, Sarah Khan. Yay! Hey. Hey. It sounds pathetic, like um, recording remotely when we're all like... <laughs> it's not a great round of applause like when you're used to being on stage. And stuff. Yeah. Oh, come on. There's but three welcome. of us. <laughs> yeah, this is like a good night in Edinburgh for me. This <laughs> And I had a double act. Just, <laughs> just um, Sarah, we ask one question. Have you ever been the victim of a crime? Yeah, I have. It's a bit of a weird one. So um, I, used to, I used to be a waitress. I, I had this table of old ladies come in. Oh, and yeah. I thought, right, I'm going to get a really big tip here. This is going to be amazing. <laughs> so I, I gave them like, the best service, starters, oh. mains, desserts, all that. Made sure I checked in on them. They finished, <laughs> gave them the bill, went off. Came back and they'd gone without paying the bill. <gasps> no. Yeah. They literally oh. left. And I thought, like, usually you expect that of like young kids in it, but I was just like, what the fuck? Uh, and, and like, and, uh, 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 and, uh, and it ended up coming out of my pay packet. No. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, what kind of bullshit oh. policy is that? I know. Like, I know. But you know what I think happened? I think it's like they're all just old and senile. And I think they, they just might have got. Yeah. Yeah. Or they probably thought, oh, no, we've paid. And then they never. Yeah. Or they yeah. just count on people. They can just that. ride that fine line, can't they? Those fucking bitches. I mean, oh, I no. kind of want to be this guy when I'm older. I'm not yes. gonna lie. I kind of <laughs> love this. Oh, I'm so sorry. Did I forget <laughs> to pay? But not, I can't believe that that came out of your pay. Yeah, that I know it's bad. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know if they can do that now. But yeah, I, this was a, a while ago, and uh, I know oh, so. I've worked for some dodgy people. Like, yeah, it's evil. It's evil. Yeah. That's mad as well, particularly as you said, like starters, mains, dessert. Wait, I gave them the best service, man. But do you know yeah. what? On the flip side, they're probably all dead now. So it's right. <laughs> <laughs> it wound up the way that it should. Yeah. yeah. One of my worst waitressing jobs was in this pub. And the land, the person running it was this psycho that everyone was terrified of. And like he was so rude to the customers that they had these little old people coming in and they wanted to eat in the like beer garden. And and so the waitress that they were talking to was very nicely saying, oh, you have to leave your card behind the bar. And they were like, what? I don't understand. Why do you need to keep my card? And like she was really being polite to them, trying to explain Mm. it was the policy. And he would just overheard because he was just always loitering, ready to catch someone out. And he marched over to them and shouted in the customers' faces, we don't know if you're going to steal from us, do we? So that's why. And just <laughs> shouted at them. And then, like, literally, he stormed, he stormed off in a huff because he's, like, just was a psycho that hated people. And then they just, like, went, I've never been so insulted in my life. But, like, actually... Then he's yeah. not out of pocket yeah. when these people do a run. You can't trust people as well. You just can't trust them. 
Oh man. I worked in a, this is just reminding me of like waiting on old people. I worked in a country club. Do you guys, you're familiar with the American country club? Mm, Every John Hughes club. Yeah. I've seen them in films. Yeah. And it's exactly as it's portrayed in every like 80s rom com, um, <laughs> except this one, nobody was under 75. Like it was just the oldest group of people. They can't even play golf. I don't know what they did. They were always just eating. So yeah, I don't think anybody <laughs> was doing the sports part of it. Um, oh, but God, the entitlement was crazy. Like the guy I remember the most, he sort of like did the like come hither finger. And I'm like, oh yeah, he's oh. going to give me a tip. This is great. Cause same thing. I just waited on, like I yeah. did the perfect, this is like day Attentive. three when I thought that they would tip. And <laughs> he's just like, Hey honey, can you put my eye drops in? And I was Ooh. like, I get paid minimum wage. For <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you, you didn't do it in the end? No. I would have done it. Just ask for ask for some money. Yeah, like do one eye, and then be like twenty quid to do the other one. Yeah, yeah. You want your depth perception back? Pay up. (laughs) It just wasn't as wise as I am now. I'm desperately trying to think if an elderly person has ever wronged me because you guys all got. And I've never been a waitress actually. Multiple. You've never been a waitress. You've never waited tables. Oh, Oh, man. We're just talking about old women. We haven't even got onto the old men that kept grabbing my arm. Oh, no. People are the worst. Lots of grabbing. Yeah, I used to get grabbed because that's the only way to get somebody's attention. Yeah. I hate the clip. The clip. Oh, Oh, fuck the clip, man. Yes. Wow. Evil. Mm. Oh, it's so bad. Miss. Miss. (laughs) <laughs> miss there was one guy that did speak miss miss and we just ignore him because he would keep going like a car alarm miss <laughs> miss and i've only not been a waitress just because i got a job at like nationwide on the counters like when i was like 16 so i kept that job until i was like 24 right, right. I, I don't want people thinking like oh hannah's never had a job in the <laughs> service industry um but yeah, we had lots of old people come in there, but they were mostly like quite funny. And I think it's because they knew I had their Because you were giving them their... money. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They knew were any of them smirking? Oh, we didn't pay for a meal just now. Yeah. <laughs> Can we catch them in the bank? <gasps> Man, I'm, I'm obsessed with this. So was there four old ladies? Was it all old ladies, Sarah? Yeah, there was five of them. Five of them a meal for yeah. five. Oh. It was because like, I thought I was going to get a sick tip. And mm. to not even get a tip, but to not pay at all. I was yeah. like, how dare you? out of pocket. I know, I know. I'd love to know if it was an accident or if they just go around doing this. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. I know there was, um, someone was telling me about, uh, there's a thing that like couples do where they go to restaurants and yeah. they do the fake proposal. And then they make a, a, like a living out of just getting oh. like fr- free champagne, free meals. Because obviously, <gasps> like if you go to a fancy restaurant and do it, they're like, oh, it's on the house. Congratulations, wow. guys. Here's a bottle of champagne or whatever, you know what I mean? And they and then they'll go around and do it because this guy, he said he saw this couple do it. Obviously, yeah. very romantic. Everyone's like, oh, that like, clapping, amazing. Congrats. <laughs> and then he went out like a couple of weeks later and he saw them again, do it again. Oh, <laughs> my God. And then he was saying to his girlfriend, he was like, they've done that before. And she's like, shut up. It's romantic. Just leave them alone. <laughs> They had a massive round. He's like, no, I'm serious. They did it. I've already seen them do this. Wow. Mm. So I might try and start doing that. Yeah. Times are hard at the moment. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. We (laughs) need some, like, wedding capers. Yeah, I want free steak. You know what I mean? (laughs) 
There's always a new scam that I've never heard of. Like, it's amazing. Mm. Never heard of that one. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it makes sense, though, doesn't it? It's just kind of like... Um, I remember I was I got engaged recently and we went for a meal afterwards and we were both like way too embarrassed to tell the waiter or anything. We were oh, just like, oh. And also I was too fat for my rings, so I couldn't even wear it. So. <laughs> <laughs> so what we ask on this podcast is we ask like if you could have those, I mean, we've already sort of ascertained they're probably dead, but if you could have those five old women in front of you now, what would you say to them or do to them? What should they look? Pay me, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the day, yeah, you lot don't even work. You get your pension every, what is it, every month. <laughs> yeah. Like, come on, I'm on minimum wage. Just give me some money. Yeah. Mm, yeah, I mean. yeah, yeah. And then I probably just, I don't know, I probably wouldn't use violence just okay. because, because they're old. That's so true. Younger, I probably, I probably, yeah, yeah. You've got to be, have a little bit of respect. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I'll just demand my money. I'd steal yeah. their purse or something. <laughs> yeah, yes. T- they can't stop you. Take out what they owe. A little bit for your trouble. Exactly. And they're not going to run after me, are they? <laughs> <laughs> Can you guys all remember the best tip you ever got? This Hannah just doesn't apply to you because obviously you got into banking at a very young age. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like the reverse is true. Like you always remember who screwed you over, but I definitely remember my best tip ever. What, what did, did you, you get? Go on then, tell us the story. Was it a package of eye drops? <laughs> a little bit yeah i got free steroid cream i got nationalized health care it was amazing <laughs> yeah it was just this like huge family and it was like this was still the country club and um they were around this huge table and i had, i had kind of nailed it that night because i will admit i used to get drunk before my shifts and i didn't always remember people's orders so i wasn't the best waitress wow but this <laughs> night although i was kind of tipsy i remembered everything and he just like slipped me a 20 it was all very slick but and did you have to share it did you have to pull your no, tips that wasn't a thing back then oh my god really? we had like riots in the streets oh see we had to made share. Us share well and also in the u.s I, like i said minimum wage like we get you get paid below minimum wage because they know yeah, you're gonna the, get you're tips. counting on tips yeah yeah and you're supposed to declare those tips come on Ugh. Anyway. Oh, come on. I had my my fun... So I had an evil waitressing pub job and then I had a fun waitressing pub job. My fun waitressing pub job was in this hotel and there'd be like events, there'd be like parties and weddings and stuff. And those were the best ones because people would order... I'd be behind the bar and they'd like order their round of drinks and then be on one for you. And I'd be like, I'm just going to keep the money. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Making like 250 yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's sick. The best thing as well when there's parties is um, at the end, if you're like cleaning up, there's always um, yeah. there's money on the floor. There's People always drop money, yeah. cigarettes. Um, yeah, you can actually, like, there's so much you can find. Because people just get drunk and it's, end up just chucking stuff on the floor, like, or, like losing People it. are just crazy. Like, it's, it was fascinating because I went from this fun, happy party pub job, hotel job, to, like... And quite quickly, also, I'd done this customer service answering the phone one. So I went from a job where it was your job to be shouted at by people having the worst day of their life mm. to a job where people were so happy having the best day of their life celebrating. And mm. it was just like, I like this job much more than that one. <laughs> this yeah. is so extreme. Sarah, what was your best tip? My best tip? Um it was from this young guy who was clearly on like a first date or something. I think, right. I think he just, yeah, he just wanted to impress the girl because ah, he, yes. he tipped me like, yeah, like 20 pounds. And uh, 
I remember looking at him just like, I don't think you really want to do this, do you? But I, think it anyway. <laughs> I was like, you're going to get your dick sucked tonight. So it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> all good. I just looked at the girl, I just walked her and I was like, just kept walking in it. I was like, I'm not going to argue. I'm just going to take the money. But yeah. I wasn't even, it wasn't even good service. I gave him like pretty shit service. So um, yeah, I was happy about it. And I'm sure he repeated that as well later that evening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the only um, tip I ever got, which wasn't, it's not really a tip because you're not like allowed to take gifts from customers, not because you bring stole you from the bank. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one for me, one for nationwide. <laughs> I, mean, I once did something for this woman and she was like, a really nice woman and I'd sort of like she came in she was like really worried about something and she needed to put some money into someone's account so you're not supposed to look up account numbers but I did well sort of you were kind of allowed to and they sort of changed it okay and it was a whole thing and she was a little bit upset and I was like right I'm gonna do it but like just just don't tell anyone wow. like, in, in the room in the thing and I was like just 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 keep it cool keep it cool and she's like thank you and then she came back about 40 minutes later with a box of chocolates for dude we're trying to be subtle (laughs) Um, and then it wouldn't fit through the little box so she had to get them out and pull them in and i had to pull them out and like you know like the bit in the bank yeah 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 Yeah. a reverse heist yeah Yeah, exactly and i'm just like well this isn't and then wait she had to take all the the individual individually give hannah chocolates (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. and i was just like I literally, the one thing I said was, let's be subtle. Should we be subtle? But, oh, man, anyway. amazing. What's <laughs> the most money that you saw someone had in their account? Ooh. Oh, God. Well, actually, probably like, I think I saw someone with like over a million in one account. Really? Yeah, which was quite cool. <gasps> um, was you should never have that much money. Like, even I know that from movies. Like, you should have that in investments and stuff. Like, you shouldn't have that much free For cash. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, just like in the like, savings account. Yeah, it wasn't in a current account or anything. But mm. um, it was a very old man, so I did think about, you know, <laughs> <laughs> maybe uh, marrying him for... Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, for two I weeks. <laughs> yeah, for a couple of weeks. Like, one of my many fucking customer service phoning me up jobs was for, like, a bank, like a credit card for old people. It was, like, for Saga old people. And like people, like literally really old people would ring up and try and tell you their PIN number over the phone. Yeah. <laughs> you had to go, stop, don't tell me that. <laughs> don't ever tell anyone that. That's so adorable. Yeah. What oh, were man. some of those PIN numbers? Can we? Well, I did write them down, obviously, uh, because minimum wage. <laughs> no. <laughs> now it's time for drunk women solving crime. So today for our true crime, we are going way back in time we're going to the 5th of september 1379 whoa i know right that's i think it's the furthest back earliest one yet i think it might be (laughs) and it's the murder of perino moe uh perino was a frenchman on that fateful morning he was walking past a nunnery when his father saw someone push him to the ground attack him and before he could come to his rescue his son was dead oh so this court, this case went to court uh, and justice was served. Uh, they got the guy. But my first question is, who or indeed what killed Perino? I, I suggest thinking outside the box. Do we know what country we're in? France. It's France. France. And it's 13 what? 1379. Will that make a difference between like 1330? <laughs> 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 so, have, I mean, yeah, just... Think outside the 
box that it might not be human. So it's not a nun. Well, <laughs> it's a bear. A bear? What's in France? Cheese. Cheese for baguette, I don't know. <laughs> Some not human. Yeah. Is it? I mean, is this a fact? A yeah, like, is this a fact of the yeah. case? Or is it actually what it was blamed on? Because that's very different. Because it could be a ghost. or a, a fact. It's a fact. They went I'm to trial. They, they got the guy in it. So it must yeah. be like, an actual real person. Somebody had a bear as a pet. And that's who they got. Because you shouldn't own bears in the 14th century. <laughs> There's you know one thing I know about the 14th century. They really had bear fighting and stuff. Well, this um, wasn't a bear, but it was a pig. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, so, so they took a pig to court. My second question is, did you know they used to be able to take animals to court? What wow. the fuck? <laughs> I just found this out. Because I probably, I don't know this case, but I remember because obviously we just like Google, our Google searches must be the most fucked up things. I've been like, <laughs> women who eat men, like just weird <laughs> things to find a new kind of case for this. But I remember just finding out that fact, but I didn't read the case. So, well, can, what but can, gonna... can animals take you to court though as well? <laughs> that yes. is a... Oh, because if that's the case, I really, I, I think we should dig up um, David Cameron's uh, pig. <gasps> yes. Because oh, I'm sure he'd want to be taking oh some assault gosh. charges for that one. That would be amazing, wouldn't it? Oh, <laughs> like, my God. Yeah. Do you know what I almost think that's an episode of Black Mirror? Is like that the pig animals comes back. can see yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. Because the, I mean, it's incredible. It's absolutely insane. Like, so rather than just looking at one case, I'm just going to give you a little bit of background on taking animals to court because they were proper trials. They had a judge, prosecutors, <laughs> I know, right? witnesses, oh defense attorneys for the animals. Um, so I if don't we folk- understand any of this, does the animal have to be in the courtroom? Like, there, is the pig there? There's amazing drawings <laughs> of like the pig. And, and- <laughs> oh, we've How actually did- just gotten more boring as a society, haven't we? Why did he? Ki- why did he kill the guy? Well, this is the thing. So, yeah. like, um, was he cruel I- to this pig? No, I will go back to what was uh, the, the guy. Was the guy sleeping with his wife? <laughs> It, do you know what? I will, I'll go back to the pig, but for now, just to sort of just thinking about this this whole thing happening of taking animals to court. Um, so we're focusing primarily on Europe in these stories. It all started from as early as 824, and only relatively recently stopped uh, in the grand scheme of things. So when do you think was the last time someone took an animal to court? <laughs> if it's not Harvey Weinstein, like another animal, 1864. Whoa. 1864. Okay, that would be very recent for ridiculous stuff. Um, 1700s. 1700s. Yeah, 1750. I'll say 1890. Do you know what? You were all pretty close, and they they don't have an exact date for it, but it was around the 1850s. So around oh, the 1850s. Wow. Yeah. Okay. But this. This is also specific to Europe, um, and in Kazakhstan, Katya, a female brown bear, was imprisoned as recently as 2004. For <laughs> in a human prison? In a, well, well, yeah, in a, in a prison. And the interesting thing about the animals that were sent to prison back in the day, they would go to human prisons. They sent, to, they sent 
animals to prison. Yeah, I know. It's that's funny. called a zoo. They're called zoos. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> did they not have, yeah. A did they not have zoos? And B, what the heck? The I like. I know there's so many ways to do cruelty, but still. Yeah, like visitation. Could you buy like an annual pass? <laughs> yeah. I know it is. It's completely bonkers. And also, like when I was researching it, I was like, "How did I not know this?" Like the fact that this was going on as yeah, as late as eighteen fifty. So back to the um, well, especially the- a pig who we you know humans had domesticated, so they're stuck in a pen anyway and they're like you'll be in a smaller pen so you can think about what you've done and like people would like buy piglets from markets and feed them up and then kill them and eat them as bacon like wouldn't they be like it's a waste of food to put a pig in prison stupid as well because like pigs pigs eat humans in it because that's what they used to do back in the day so prisoners they used to um, put them in and the pigs would eat them in it so you put a pig in prison they're just going to eat all the prisoners that well, is also a very good point. Maybe that was the end game. But Katie, I have to say a lot more work goes into bacon that you just than you just suggested. There are a few <laughs> more steps. What, like than killing a pig? Yeah, it's so much more. But what goes <laughs> what what the you, other you sound you sound like you know a lot about it. You have to cure it, you have to smoke mm. it. Just saying. You don't have to smoke <laughs> it. What is unsmoked bacon? This is the perfect time to ask this question. Who buys it? What is it for? Why would you eat unsmoked bacon? I don't eat pork anymore, but my husband prefers unsmoked bacon. (laughs) I don't pretend to understand. (laughs) I always knew he was a pervert, but my God. I rest my case. But actually, I mean, yeah, in answer to your questions, like um, they would, some of them would suffer capital punishment. So they'd be hung. They'd be like put on the docks. They would hang them in front they of would people. Hang these fucking. Yeah, I mean, I it's mean, very, like, very I cool. know I should be much more upset about all the humans in history that have been horribly mistreated, and I am. But uh, come on, this is ridiculous. I know, it is ridiculous. So back to the murderous pigs in 1379, there were two herds of them. And as Perino walked past, one of the porklings, uh, which is the name of a young pig, <laughs> is that not adorable? <laughs> Porkling. Is anyone um, going to watch Babe after this? <laughs> The porkling started squealing, um, and Perino was just walking past. But the uh, the sows, um, the female pigs, just thought that he was harming their baby, so they rushed him and they trampled him to oh. death. Yeah, what a way to go! So I know, right? It was self defense in a way. Well, yes, this is the thing. So these three pigs stood trial, and as we said, <laughs> they they were found guilty. Um, the same way that women would have. Like you can just substitute women during that time same result same treatment yeah i don't think it was a particularly fair trial um and they were found guilty of the murder but also the entire herd were also sentenced to death um why do you think that was why would you like why would you put it on the entire herd well it can't be to teach the other herds a lesson and they don't know about genetics sorry go on (laughs) snitches if they're gonna snitch you know what I mean? Or if they're going to strike again, it might be in their blood to do it again. So you've got to kill off the whole herd, didn't you? Okay, that's good. There you go. So it's, but, it, again, it's this weird thing of like, do animals have like a moral compass and do they have 
Like, and no, like, ostensibly no. Apparently... Well, pigs are very clever. Go on, sorry. Well, no, pigs are very clever, but apparently it was their, um, with their cries and aggressive actions, the onlookers showed that they approved of the assault. <laughs> Literally because the other pigs were squealing. Oh, boy. Being a community in as one protecting themselves... Because the yeah. obvious joke was about like the testimony from the animals, but they literally counted that as a sort of testimony. Right? Yeah, it was essentially it was like they're egging them on, and and I can't remember who said it earlier, but like, is this does this not just not mean that somebody like an entire farmer's herd is now being killed, <laughs> and um, then everyone's got bacon sandwiches? Well, it, it meant that basically the um the farmer wrote a letter to the um to the judge and said like dude this is my entire like livelihood <laughs> yeah, maybe not dude. using those words <laughs> dude, well, dude my gig. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah eventually they let the herd the rest of the herd off but the sows were hung <laughs> so because he complained yeah because he was like what you know you're literally taking my livelihood um, they just got community service. They were just like sweeping the roads. Yeah, they just, they've got to really promise not to do it again. Did any of them get their GED while they were behind bars? <laughs> like, did they at least use the time? Hey, did, did you know? The library? Pigs are as clever as a three year old human or a 28 year old man. Man. <laughs> 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 That's crazy. That's mad. But yeah, no, they're pretty smart. Yeah, they're really smart. And dolphins are as clever as a five-year-old human. Mm-hmm. And they have sex for pleasure. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Well, having had a three-year-old and a five-year-old, I mean, it's the same person, but she changed. <laughs> I definitely prefer five-year-olds, which is probably why I don't eat dolphins, but I do eat bacon. <laughs> yeah. yeah, fuck three-year-olds. <laughs> I wasn't a fan, but that's okay. That's by the by. Um, so we're in Europe in the Middle Ages. All of this stuff's going on. What animal do you think was most commonly taken to court? Who was the biggest dick? Ooh. Pigs. Okay, we got pigs from Katie. Is this still in, did you say the 1300s? Yeah. Well, just sort of Middle Ages between like 1400s. I, I think like, um, like some sort of bird, you know, like rooster or like hens. Actually, people might have got annoyed with them in the mornings. Somebody had a rooster in the village that I live in and somebody complained that it was waking up their kids and then they had to take it to a farm to be killed. <laughs> the oh, kids? <laughs> no, not, oh, not the kids. <laughs> but like some mums in the village complained. Justice. <laughs> to this, to this. But also it wasn't like they had, these people had chickens and somebody dumped a rooster on their doorstep and they were like, oh, oh okay, what? I guess we have a rooster now. But this rooster was very loud, very early in the morning. And that's then, what they like, do. That's their that's their only that's job. Literally their job. <laughs> Fucking chickens and shouting in the mornings. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. um Oh, what a shame. Yeah, and then but they took it. So like a few people were like knocking on this person's door going, Hey, your rooster is waking up my kids really early oh, and I'm just trying to sleep train sad. and like it's the really whole... difficult. It's like then, the most like... middle class thing I've ever heard in my life. I mean, <laughs> I it is. Excuse me, like, rooster is being really loud in the morning. <laughs> oh my God. Like, you know, I mean, yeah, it really absolutely. is. But, oh my God. And then like they took it to a farm where like it could be killed 
like in this nice way. So yeah. that is such a middle class ending. The nice way is still like, but like they just a, chop its head off. Yeah, but it's like they it do gets it. to run around for a bit after that. I know that yeah. about chickens. Drunk women solving crime. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bet you get 30, bet you get 20, 20, 20, bet you get 20, 20, bet you get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Taylor, did you have a guess for the biggest dick in the animal world? Well, okay, what popped into my head was horses, just because I, I would just picture a lot of people might be hurt by horses, but, but then, they're so useful to these people. They're so Why useful. Are these Why punishing yeah. everything that helps them? Well, okay, so it was. Oh, wait, um, I just remembered all of history. Continue. <laughs> And um, it was it was pigs. Katie was right. It, oh, it was, was pigs. Right. Yes, mm. and this was because because um, it's interesting. Someone said earlier about the fact that they're penned in, but actually, in you know, back in the medieval times, they would be allowed to freely roam oh, about the village. They just roamed, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. We've all sure, seen sure. a sort of uh, a period drama where there's just a pig and one horse and carriage, and it's just a, a modern town, but they do that to make it look like it's old. So it's yeah. always a pig. Um, and they were accused of chewing off humans' ears and noses um, and accused of killing children. Um, so one ate a child, uh, it was kind of a baby, um, and was in extra trouble because he'd done it on a Friday and... In terms of religion, that's the worst. Right, eating children on a Friday is a no-no. Saturday's all right, but fucking hell. (laughs) Friday, no way. Pick your day. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And apparently in in 1394 in France, a pig was sentenced to death for having sacrilegiously eaten a consecrated wafer. What's that? It's like, you know when you go into, if you have like mass or something. Yeah, you get given the the body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it like ate a shitty bit of wafer. Yeah. That probably shouldn't say a shitty bit of wafer if there's any Catholics listening. Um, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, that was what he was sentenced to death for. So it didn't even have to be that serious. The crimes that like this, like this, these people are chasing the wrong solution to their problems. They were like pigs are kind of dangerous. It's what Sarah was saying earlier. Like boars, you know, like they'll eat people. Like we know this. 
So these civilization here, instead of like making everything safe, they're letting them roam around, but then taking them to court as if that's... I know. Like, I, why don't you just solve that problem without... You, know, you could stop it happening. It's crazy. I know, it's, it is utterly bonkers and it just gets weirder. Um, the most in-depth text about criminal animals is a book from 1906 written by E.P. Evans called The Criminal Prosecution and Capital Punishment of Animals. In the book, he lists over 200 cases of animals being found guilty of crimes. So there was bulls, there were horses, eels, <laughs> dogs. Ah, oh, this ain't real. This is, <laughs> this is insane. It's utterly What's insane. What's an eel done? What's an eel done to you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was no slimy. One, no one trusts eels, but come on. Was it actually done? Did the eel have to go to court? Did they have a tank? The yeah, eel they was have tanks? What are they doing? I know. The eel, I think the eel was hung, which makes you think, where is its neck? <laughs> where is its neck? <laughs> These people need a Netflix. And oh I sound God. so, I'm sounding so callous towards animals, which I worry about because no, no, I just don't have the willpower to be a vegan or I would be. But, you know this is but I really also don't funny. have the willpower to care enough about historical death. <laughs> like, this is outrageous. I'm so outraged. But also, what even is this? <laughs> I know sometimes when I watch an old movie and there's a dog in it, I always look at it and I'm just like, he's dead now. It just makes yeah. me really sad. If a film's more than seven years old, the dog is always dead. They would have sh- shot it as, sh- as soon as they said cut. <laughs> Bang. I've used you now. See you later. Wait, no, but seriously, the, the, like, they are like, putting so much um, attention on these animals, yeah, com- committing crimes. It's the whole reason why the church got away with so much. Uh, because it's like they're just putting it all on the animals, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, this is a thing. What were they going kind of, yeah, Is this where scapegoats have- comes from? Oh, could be. I don't know. I actually genuinely looked up kangaroo court because suddenly I was like, wait, and it doesn't mean that at all. Um, What is that? What's kangaroo court? Kangaroo court is just like... Like court in a pub. Yeah, yeah. And it's called kangaroo court because people are like jumping to conclusions a lot. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's when you just like, you and your friends decide if somebody's guilty, right? Yeah. Is that what it means? Because I didn't know that until I came over here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what that is. It's not a bunch of kangaroos in wigs. Which that's a shame. That's a letdown. So, we mentioned dolphins earlier, um, and there was mention of a case with a dolphin. Oh, um, leave the fucking dolphins! What alone. did a dolphin do? What did a dolphin do? That's my question for you. What did a dolphin do? Oh, did it laugh? Is that a crime? <laughs> <laughs> laughed at someone on the beach and is like the mayor I and mean, his uh, speedo. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, dolphins do rape each other, but I feel like that wasn't the crime. <laughs> <laughs> did it's, There's so many things that I can't say in response to that. Um, did it ruin Leo DiCaprio's delivery of a line? <laughs> Wait, in Titanic? Yeah, it's a Titanic yeah. joke for you there, Hannah George. Yeah. It's for you. Sarah, any ideas what a dolphin could have done to? Um, what do they do? What do they do? Oh, stole fish. Stole some fish. Oh, that's good actually, because mm. that's the only thing it could have possibly do- like. Seriously, dolphins are really helpful. Mm. They would like help ships that got lost. Mm. I think you it was like a white a collar problem, crime. If you can find a problem with a dolphin, you are looking hard to find a problem with a dolphin. Oh, wouldn't it be like a twist if it was because they got caught in a fishing net? Like now we try to avoid that, but then they're like, you're going to court, buddy. Oh yeah, you're in my my net net, and then you ate some of my fish. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what, guys? I feel like I've led you up the garden path because actually we don't know. We just know 
that they were tried and executed in Marseille in 1596. Oh, fuck you, Marseille. I know, and that's crazy. Were the bulk of these trials in France? I'm getting that feeling. Like, I know you said Europe, but there's a whole lot of France in here. I know. Maybe it was just the um, things that I were looking at. Was looking, or maybe they've just got good sort of history of these things. Like, they've actually uh, written yeah. stuff down. Yeah, yeah. Because maybe. there's loads. I imagine this happened much more than, than we sort of know. Um, but yeah. yeah, there were the 200 cases in this book. Also, so rats were taken to court for um, essentially so, being rats. So if they infested your house... Um, they would be taken to court. And what do you think the punishment was for a rat if found guilty of infesting your house? <laughs> cut, cut his tail off. Cut That's tail good. Off. Yeah, I was thinking, like, did they pull their teeth out so they can't chew their food? Mm-hmm. Oh, cut their whiskers off. Because okay. then they can't, they can't move about and get in small holes because they don't know the size of yeah. shit. That's oh, yeah. Measure. yeah. We're almost too good at this, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be they hung them again, isn't it? Yeah. With tiny nooses. <laughs> Do you know what? It's not because I they thought I'd... Um, them. No, I thought I'd mix it up a little bit. And also, you know, this is actually quite... Like you say, it's quite a horrible case or a horrible thing. But what they would do for rats, they would be sent a friendly letter of advice and an order to quit any house in which their presence is deemed what? undesirable. Literally, they would write them a letter. It would be like a letter. I mean, genuinely... Rats I know this are sounds... getting a fucking letter? <laughs> And dolphins and pigs are being hung and shit. <laughs> Why are they writing letters to rats who can't read? What the fuck? I know, it's genuinely like, it's one of those ones that I read stuff about this and I was like, wait, I think this might be like a wind-up. And then the more you read, you're like, no. It is, oh my wow. God, have we all been had? No, 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 it's not, because it's definitely historically accurate. Um, and there was quite a famous rat case uh, where the rats were accused of feloniously eating up and wantonly destroying the barley crop mm. of a village. Yeah, the rat pack. I know this one. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the, the public defender for the rats was a guy called Bartholomew Chassene, uh, who also defended a murderous pig in his time, uh, which was made into a movie by BBC Films in 1993. Um, so who do you think played Bartholomew in this movie? The uh, the rat lawyer. Hang on. So they actually had defence lawyers. <laughs> they Richard had defence lawyers. Grant. Richard E. Grant's a good guess. He's a big name now. Wait, where was it again? 1993. Started his career. He was like the sexy lawyer that defended a pig. Oh, boy. And it's so funny. If you watch it, I think, oh, I can't remember what the film was called. It's called like... Oh, in defense of pigs or something it's called something and you watch the trailer and when they re-released it in america they don't actually reveal it's a fucking pig because they're just like people aren't going to watch this film if they know he's representing a pig <laughs> so the whole premise of the film. but that means people should not be watching the film if they know that why did they this make the mad. film I, well, I, that's. A I mean, good I question. hope it's Danny Dyer, but I don't even know how old he is. That's probably before his. <laughs> oh, time. he would have been too young in '93. Okay, he was, he was like, like Kevin eighteen. Costner, Kevin Costner. That's another yeah. good guess. We got Kevin Costner. We got Richard E. Grant. It's Taylor. BBC, right? BBC Films. Who would have had to do that job in '93? <laughs> I mean, I'll give you a clue. Pretty sexy. Turns up in Bridget Jones's diary. Oh, Hugh Grant. Not Colin Firth. Colin Firth. Oh my god! Wow. It's so funny. It's so Colin's character, Bartholomew, 
defended the rats. The film isn't about the rats, but the rats I find a more interesting case. And he argued that they shouldn't physically be summoned to the court and they, should, they shouldn't be executed. Uh, no, and they should be excused on the ground of the length and difficulty of the journey um, from the barley field to the court. What do you think he argued was their biggest risk in taking the trip to the courthouse? Cats? Cats? Why are we even having this conversation? <laughs> Katie hates this episode so much. I'm so sorry. I'm bad at hiding. <laughs> Do you know what I keep picturing is because in every like courtroom drama, there's always the shot like when somebody's finally making you see the defendant is human and there's a shot of their face. So I just keep picturing like the rat. <laughs> A really sweet rat looking in the middle distance like the ratatouille rat i was like being a rat this is pre-plague right oh and um, i'm not sure at what point this was so this is bad pr for rats anyway yeah how rat- soon after this did colin first do pride and prejudice <laughs> it can't have been that much because he looked quite similar he looked that sort of young buoyant firth as it were so this was his audition tape for pride and prejudice <laughs> could well have been um, I guess the risk to them staying safe from point A to point B is just that people must have just killed rats. Okay, people. So we got so, cats, people. I don't know how they're transporting them, though. Like, surely a they get river? a lift on a carriage or whatever, right? Sarah, a wheelbarrow, what do you think? What's, what's at the, least. <laughs> what's the biggest risk to rats in order to get to the courthouse? Um if it's like olden days, then I would say like maybe like um, getting squished under a cart. A cart? Yeah. A well, I will tell you, and um, <laughs> Katie Wilkins is right. It was cats. So <laughs> he says, and I quote, um, owing to the unwearied vigilance of their mortal enemies, cats, who watched all of their movements and with fell intent lay in wait for them at every corner and passage. I mean, that's just fucking nuts. Oh, it's so mad. We're supposed to have empathy for rats. Because they've got these enemies, cats who will just... What, ye- what year is this case from? Do you know what? I think it's probably around the 14th um, or 15th century. It's, it's, it's quite... So, like, not to change tone too much, but, like, slavery exists. Right. And this guy's defending rats. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, it, it is bonkers. It's, it's like what Sarah said, though, about, like, so why are they doing this? Because yeah. it's, I mean, there was a thing that I was going to say at the end, but I could bring it forward. Because yeah, because if it's... you humanise them, you're sort of pretending that they're unequal par. Mm-hmm. I, I can't get my head around the writing letters. I know, literally. And also, they yeah. give them a specific time that they'd have to leave. It would be, like, by three o'clock. I genuinely think a lot of this was just people didn't have much to do. Like, I feel like this was kind of like installation theater in a way, yeah. wasn't it? Because people must have gone to the animal trials, right? Like, they sat there, spectators. This is just for the people to watch, isn't it? No, but as if there wasn't enough, like, men killing women throughout the entire routine. But it's like porn, Hannah. Like, you start with the vanilla kind, and then you're like, I'm so bored of this. I need some dolphins. Um, so uh, i'll just read you this is this is just a little excerpt from in 1994 um nyu the nyu law review that's really hard to say the nyu law review um by a lawyer called paul schiff berman he says that trials of animals and inanimate objects because we're coming to that 
allow the community to domesticate chaos by providing a consensus explanation of social reality to replace what would otherwise seem to be frightening or uncontrollable activity. Chaotic and painful events are thus brought under human jurisdiction and control through the construction of a narrative that reflects the moral values of the community. Scapegoats. Well, yeah, it's kind of interesting that if, if, you know, if a baby is killed by a pig, people want justice. And by hanging the pig or killing the pig, that, that's what they did. So uh, that's sort of why, well, he sort of like... Well, you know, existed. all they needed was health and safety. They didn't need... Yeah, exactly. Some, some mouse traps, some rat traps. Yeah. Yeah. It's so it's just what humans are all about though. It's still what we do today. Like everything's about giving me the illusion of control because I yeah. know I have none. And this Fixing is so the that actually of the cause. Yeah, that actually makes perfect weird sense because we're all control freaks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And wow. it's interesting we always have been. Um <laughs> so actually we talked about the uh the rooster earlier. Um, and in 1474, the magistrates of Bale, B-A-L-E, in France, sentenced a cockerel to be burnt at the stake. That's a rotisserie, oh. isn't it, essentially? Yeah. <laughs> um, so you don't really need the stake. Yeah. <laughs> the stake is, they're like, we did it with Joan. <laughs> we'll do it for the cockerel. Um, they, yeah, burn a cockerel at the stake for the heinous and unnatural crime of, insert answers here, Shouting too early in the morning. So it was your middle class mum friend. <laughs> it was. Yeah. This is what she wanted to do, but they talked her down. <laughs> um, Taylor, any thoughts? What could a cockerel have done to be to justify this? Well, I think they can be pretty aggressive. So maybe they attacked the farmer. Ooh, maybe they pecked someone's eye out. Yeah, Ooh, something like that. Yeah, or like ate crops or something. Ate yeah. some crops like the rats. It was because the hein- it was the heinous and unnatural crime of laying an egg. <gasps> this is ridiculous. So, <laughs> and so it what was, was the, the proof that the this was just sitting on an egg? It like <laughs> oh, of course, God. yeah. It was just a chicken who had sort of a hat. This is so. <laughs> or he was so just sad. like a really good feminist. Yeah, and he was keeping the egg warm. Um, but yeah, it literally, it's so penguins funny, it? share. Why can't chickens? Mm. Exactly. And just, yeah, the, the, I think it's, it's because of superstition and, you know, the townspeople at that time yeah. were convinced that this cockerel was just spawned by Satan. Um, we did that case, didn't we, no with Jenny and Claire. for these people. I know, I know it's, it's mad. It's like, there's something to do with chickens as well. Always seems to get people. So that happened in France, but. Let's bring things slightly close to home and go to Hartlepool in England. Has everyone ever been to Hartlepool? Yes. Do you know what they call people from Hartlepool? There's a nickname. Hartlepoolians? Hartlepoolians. <laughs> uh, do you know what? I'll tell you in a minute. So basically, we're in Hartlepool, England during the Napoleonic Wars, and a French ship was shipwrecked in a storm off the coast of Hartlepool. Um, and there was but one survivor, and this survivor was non human. What do you think it was? A cockerel? A cockerel? What would be on a ship in the first place? A dog. A dog? Ship dog? Ship dog. They call them ship dogs. I love Hartley Pool. Ship dogs. So? Um, I think a cat. A cat, a ship's cat for all the rats and stuff. That makes sense because they're mortal enemies. But it was a monkey. Mm. Uh, 
Yeah, allegedly dressed in a French army uniform. <laughs> <laughs> so why do you think they had a monkey dressed in an army uniform on board a ship? Was he in charge? <laughs> Sarah, what did you say? Just for banter, innit? <laughs> it, feels, it feels a little bit like that. <laughs> um, I, I think it was like because um, like in case they got like raided, then they could make out, oh, this is just another one of our... Um, Shipmates, he's just a bit small. Okay. Yeah, do you know what? You were right You'll the have first to time. speak to our superior officer <laughs> yeah. about this. <laughs> so, uh, literally, it was banter. It was providing amusement for the crew. Yeah. They were like, you're in the Napoleonic Wars. Let's get you a monkey. Let's dress him up. Keep as... morale up. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> and then they all died, but he survived, which is kind of great. Yeah, yeah, he survived. And so the people of Hartlepool found the monkey on the beach um, and the locals decided to hold an impromptu trial. So this is like a kangaroo court. Of course they fucking did. Jesus Christ. (laughs) And uh, since the monkey wasn't able to answer their questions and because they had seen... Because he only spoke French, not that he was a monkey. (laughs) (laughs) But also this this line killed me. It really made me laugh. It said that... um, since the monkey was unable to answer their questions, and because they had seen neither a monkey nor a Frenchman before, they concluded the monkey must be a French spy. Oh, okay. Like, sometimes, honestly, when you go back far enough, I have to remember they had never seen this animal before. Mm. It is hard Mm. to get your head around that, isn't it? And especially if it's, like, dressed properly. (laughs) Yeah, that would throw you off, I guess. Yeah, so... um, do you think he was found guilty of being a spy, this monkey? Sounds Probably. Like, yeah. Mm. I'll be amazed if he's not. Did, <laughs> yes. did they write him a letter? <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? He refused to read. <laughs> <laughs> they, um, he was found guilty and he was sentenced to death. Um, and How that's did why they in, kill this poor fucking monkey? They killed the monkey and that's why... How? In, in, Sorry. Oh, how? And by hanging. Death by hanging. These, right, that's okay. the thing, these animals, that none of them actually are found not guilty. I wonder why. Yeah. Because they can't what fucking the, speak What's the stats themselves. on that? There's yeah. a bit of a common theme here, Sarah, isn't yeah. there? Yeah. Who got who got off of the animal kingdom in these stories? Yeah, I mean, I, don't, I mean, like probably like just the fanciest animals. I bet fucking peacocks got off, didn't they? Did the rats yeah. get off when Colin first did his chat? I don't know about the rats, um, and I don't know about the pig either. You're going to have to watch the movie. Damn. <laughs> but do we have to watch the movie? <laughs> I we wouldn't. Just, it would be great if, like, the first celebrity defense attorney was spawned from all this, though. Like, you just want your John Grisham moment with the guy who Judge finally Judy. gets through to everybody. Um, Judge Judy. Um, yeah, so people in um, Hartlepool... Shut there. up, you rooster! <laughs> I, like, I like the Judge Judy version. Let him talk. <laughs> I'm talking, this is my court. The fucking pig. She doesn't say fucking, but she would if she could. Oh she man, would. I used to watch so much Judge Judy. Did Ooh. you? I just went through a phase, and it's always a phase. It's never something you dip in and out of. I went for four solid months of only watching Judge Judy. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So just to sort of like round off this slightly crazy history of animals going to court, we're going to make it a bit weirder. So as well as humans and animals going to court, I kind of gave it away when I read the last bit first. But basically, inanimate objects were able to go to court. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Are they hanging chairs now? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
it, so if we go back to ancient Greece, um, there was a statue accused of murder. Uh, it, the statue was of a boxer uh, who had become something of a celebrity, and he was rumored to have been the son of Hercules. Well, uh, so during- this is this is different if it's like a spiritual story behind it with a belief of stuff. Yeah. Actually, oh my god, I've completely misinterpreted all the animal stuff. Is that too? I guess. Oh, what that they believe? Oh, shut the fuck up! I'm so sorry. Continue. <laughs> Um, no, but basically it was this boxer and he was in the Olympic Games, um, <laughs> uh, but he had quite a few rivals. And then when Ooh. he died, they made a bronze statue of him. And one of his rivals would visit the statue each night and flog it out of some weird kind of revenge. Um, but one night something happened. What do you think happened? The statue fell on him. He was crushed to death. Ding, 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 ding. he 100% deserved it. Like, let it go. <laughs> yeah. He's gone. So, yeah, yeah. So it fell on the guy killing him. Um, and the son prosecuted the statue itself for killing his father. And Greek courts believed that any murder needed to be punished. And so the son's won. It was found guilty. How do you think the statue was punished, considering, it, you know, it, it can't be killed? Melted. Melted, nice. Did they get one of those artists in? Like, this keeps happening in Spain. They're like, we're going to renew this artwork. And then they bring in some dickhead who, like, paints a smiley face on it. So they just painted it really ugly. <laughs> I'm really ugly, Sarah. Mm. Um, thrown in the canal. Do you know what? You're spot on. Hey! Yeah, they said they gave it back to the gods by tossing it in sea. There you go. They got in the fucking sea. Le- that's his lesson. He won't be doing mm-hmm. that again, man. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Katie, what are you drinking? Did you just open whiskey? No, I just oh. poured more wine that I don't need into a glass. <laughs> all wine is wine you don't need, but really, we all need it. Um, well, that's a good time to just say cheers because um, that comes to the end of our story. But um, I guess here's to animals not going to court anymore. Cheers. Yes. <laughs> and humans who do not deserve to live. <laughs> Drunk women so someone has written to us and oh, actually do you know what there's been a bit of a downer this episode because this is actually quite a sad one it's happened in lockdown um so here we go dear drunk women me and my boyfriend have been the victims of a crime we made the decision to get a puppy during lockdown as i'm now working from home full time uh, and so i have a lot of time to spend training and my partner works away so it's lovely to be, have a bit of company we did loads and loads of research into different breeds etc and finally found an advert online for a new litter we got in contact with the breeder via text and whatsapp who seemed really lovely and helpful they sent photos of the puppies for us to choose oh god you know where this is going don't you um the it's one we present. want the one we want and then hanging yeah oh god no it's not as bad as all the puppies <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah no do you know what this isn't as bad anymore Thank yeah, you. Exactly. Funny, and then that's it <laughs> um so if they said in normal times before corona fucked it all we'd wanted to have seen the puppy and the puppy breeders face to face um but because of everything that was going on mm. we'd seen online a few things um saying that breeders were uh, a caution of letting loads of people into their house and because it was locked down the breeders wouldn't have anyone over oh, so nuts. they were just sending photos and doing facetimes which is interesting wow um, so my dog just sneezed was that loud oh was that, was that your dog did you hear that <laughs> yeah <laughs> she just really sneezed she's, she's oh, like, guys. next to me <laughs> can i have a bit of a tent this must have been really triggering for her all this yeah. stuff i'm sorry <laughs> she can't hear you guys because i've got the headphones oh okay yeah. But um, 
Yeah, so they chose a puppy, the deposit was paid, and they were given an address and agreed date and time to pick up. Um, so after the deposit was paid, they stayed in contact. They asked what sort of food they were giving the puppies so they could get the same thing, stuff like oh, that. Oh, man. I know. On the day of picking the puppy up, we what had a two and a deposit? Do we have a figure? We have a figure. £300. Okay. Oh, fuck. <sighs> on the day of- Cheaper at Battersea, you guys. Yeah. Yeah. On the day of um, picking up the puppy, we had a two and a half hour drive ahead of us. I sent a message to let them know we were on our way and excited. I got a response just saying the words, please don't. I replied saying that would they rather a different time? And they never read my message, stopped showing they were online on WhatsApp. By this point, we were already 45 minutes into the drive and we both decided to carry on in case they were busy with the puppies right um they had an immediate immediate sinking feeling but tried to save positive uh we turned up at the address for the door to be opened by an elderly man saying it's bad news they've been scammed and they were number 14 of people coming to collect oh, the puppy from wow. his door that day oh that poor old guy oh, i feel bad for oh i know he proper nasty scam that's yeah, a that's very bad, bad scam it's horrible, isn't it? And I thought I'd choose it and sort of like talk about it because actually, if anybody is, you know, looking to get a, a puppy during lockdown and whatnot, mm-hmm. be very aware of, yeah, Do try not and transfer that, a deposit. Yeah, try and meet that puppy beforehand. Because what I expect happened here is if they did FaceTimes and stuff, I imagine maybe they did have some puppies, if you see what I mean. And then so where I imagine. Where the fuck are they now? Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess. I. I worry about all this because the headlines have all been coming up. Like everybody's buying a dog under lockdown. And I, you worry about it on every level because it means that breeders are like breeding new puppies, which the world does not need. I know. Now I'm on the girl who just told you how to make bacon is now on a high horse about puppy breeding. Life is complicated. It's okay. Life's complicated. But yeah, that it just oh I bet there are so many people capitalizing on everybody's lockdown. I want a puppy, I want a fuzzy thing. I know it's like in Joanne's um episode, Joanne uh, McNally, she was scams online for gym equipment at the beginning of lockdown. So it's like people are looking at what we wanted from lockdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do we scam? Yeah. So what advice can we give these people, guys? We're here as um, therapists as well, well as I detectives. think if, you, if you're taking a puppy from someone, like, it sounds fair enough. They don't want loads of people in their house. But ultimately, if you've said you want a puppy and you wear a mask, you're going to be getting bear germs anyway. I feel like you kind of should be able to see that puppy in real life. Yeah. Yeah, try and go to their house. Try and actually meet them. And if not, then, yeah, go to a shelter, innit? Yes. Like why would, or and just don't shelter. buy a fucking dog. Just like, just get a life. And just <laughs> do something else. Or get hamsters. Easier, they're cheaper. Yeah, mean. start small. If you like the hamster, then think about a dog. Like Battersea is really great. Like you can get cats and dogs there. And they, um, do you like if you, huh? <laughs> no, I do, do you work for like, I don't work for Battersea, but I did get my cats from Battersea. And um, you walk in there and you go, look, I've got kids. I've got this. I've got that. I need a dog that's happy or a cat that's happy with dogs. I need a dog that's happy with cats. I need to be happy with, I need to be safe, blah, blah, blah. They're a dating agency, basically. And then, yeah. And they won't (laughs) even like, because when we first went to like the cat bit and we walked in, like you'd go to see these cats. There'd be a sign on the door of the cat's room saying, hello, my name is Alan. My owner died. I hate children. (laughs) 
And you'd be like, okay, that's not the cat for me. I, I've got children here. Like, <laughs> Who would let someone else write their dating profile? Yeah. That's but it's It'd be so fucking to, truthful. To, to be, to because yeah. that cat is perfect for an old lady. Do you know what I mean? I'm a Find bad listener, right. a mediocre in bed. I make yeah. a great bad ball. <laughs> do you want me but find the right animal for the right family or for the right person so if you're like i need a cat competent dog you tell them they won't give you the shit one you're like they you know they want everyone to be happy they want everyone to be safe yeah you're not gonna be coming back or leaving that animal by the side of a road or whatever the fuck people do and if you're unhappy with whatever you adopt you take them to court (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> well i hope charlotte i hope that helps you sent us that letter and i'm really sorry that happened to you because that is really like yeah that sucks I, it's it outrageous. really does because getting a puppy like that's such a big commitment yeah. isn't it and you know but so. also do like i'm not judging because i completely get the appeal of puppies too but like you can get a young dog you can get a really happy easily possibly already trained dog from Battersea that will be just so happy and grateful to have a home and it'll do whatever you tell it to do and it will love Katie, you so Katie, where much. did you get your dog? Okay, this dog is not from Battersea. <laughs> <laughs> what a stitch up, Taylor. <laughs> I don't mind telling you the whole story. If I mean, I need a wee. No one wants to hear the story. Okay, but worry. basically, my mum's friend at the dog, my mum's friend at the gym, her dog it's had a holiday fling dog, not and got the dog. accidentally <laughs> pregnant with the holiday dog. And then they had these puppies that they had to get rid of. And then we, we were about to go to Battersea when suddenly there were these puppies. And then we were like, okay, well, I guess we'll do that. But we wow. were literally would have gone to Battersea. A dog having a holiday romance is just, that's really, that's the that's best. depressing as hell. I can't even get a romance. <laughs> <laughs> Dogs having holiday romances. <laughs> oh my God. Um, well, that's a beautiful... Day, drifting away. <laughs> oh, oh, on a summer night. Anyway, um, <laughs> it just leaves us time. Sarah, tell us what you're up to. What, where can people sort of find you online and like tell us tell us everything. If you want them to, if you don't, then like... <laughs> yeah, tell them to fuck off. To whatever you want, Sarah. <laughs> well, yeah... I'm, I'm not really gigging too much these days because of like Corona in it, but um, you can find me on Instagram at scallahan one I've got a new book coming out as well, so you can oh, find cool. all the details. Tell uh, us about, about your book. It. Yeah, tell uh, us about it. It's a poetry book. It's the third one in a trilogy that I've done. It's awesome. called uh, Nothing to Lose, Everything to Gain. And um, yeah, it's going to be out in mid, mid-October. So um, awesome. that's probably, yeah, so that's probably the only thing I can sell. And um, yeah. If I'm, I, when I'm gigging again then I will um, oh that's I'll so cool that. and like we can get it on Amazon and we can get it in all the regular places uh, yeah yeah just DM me for the details and I will send you awesome. what are the first what are the first two books in the trilogy called so we can start from the beginning the first one's called The Ballads and the second one is called From Ashes We Rise fantastic cool. do you know I have I, have, I think the one I have is called The Ballad I think because so have you done two and three in the last because I came to your Edinburgh show which was amazing it was brilliant oh, thanks. and that was last year and then I got your book so would that have been number one have you done like yeah two so, since that was, then? That's so I did that in 2018 and then the last one was last November it came out and then oh and nice. then the third one this year oh well it's brilliant so yeah check that out thanks. follow Sarah on everything um and I hope this episode hasn't been too Horrible for everyone. So, um, thank you so much for joining us, Sarah Callahan. Thanks, Sarah.
<laughs> Young Women Solving Crime is produced by Amanda Redman with music by The Lion and the Wolf. You can follow us on Twitter at Drunk Women Pod and Facebook and Instagram at Drunk Women Solving Crime. And please review us on Apple Podcasts. And if you've got a petty crime you want us to solve, then write it in a review and we'll solve it. Thank you to Acast and thank you for listening. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.